Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Kirk Gray. And this is Fred Schechberg. Well done, Kirk. Just a little wow. practice and feedback. You're <laughs> off and running now. You can... <laughs> I say, Fred, after six, seven years we've been doing these podcasts, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gotten it right in the past, so that, it's all good. A little bit of practice here now always yeah, makes sense. We've definitely had a practice. That's right. So, hey, I, we were, you know, just taking a, a – chatting a little bit and took a quick break yeah. and i thought you know i was just remembering because there's i have a huge piles of of potential firewood if i get it split and stacked and dried and everything else um yesterday i got a a, a tip one of the people in the group was like hey there's some firewood up here if you want it and it's not a story about firewood at all, except okay. it's related. <laughs> and, and I'm driving up there. I stopped this guy's house, and he he, he gets comes out and shows me where the wood is. And and the house has a big uh, gas powered generator sitting mm-hmm. next to the house. And then I'm driving out. Now I'm I'm kind of looking for it. And it's a neighborhood I hadn't been in in before mm-hmm. in this area. And it was obvious there were these big you know backup power generators for houses all over the neighborhood. They're pretty obvious in some places. And, and I've got one in my house and I remember Mm -hmm. back in, and what brings it to mind is that we're coming up on fire season here and and we're seeing more and more notices from all kinds of agencies about fire preparedness and all that good stuff, which makes sense. It's it's getting more and more real all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that happens here is that the utility, um, the electric utility, uh, sets their sensors on their lines to look for down lines mm-hmm. uh, or interruptions in the in the in the wires, right? Such that it's very sensitive, and mm-hmm. it it'll shut down a trunk line mm-hmm. to cut off power so that it doesn't spark and cause a fire. And right. They've and gotten sued for that many times now, apparently. Yes. <laughs> and and so. But then they have to roll teams out to one, see if it's a fault, you know, if the line's actually down or not, where did it actually occur? Right. And that sometimes takes them a couple of days because they'll have a 20 mile long line through the woods and they got to walk, you know, they might have a dozen teams out each walking a mile or two, but it takes Uh some time to get to all this. And they're flying helicopters all over the place looking for these things. Yeah. So that prompted a lot of people to get power uh, back up. And, you know, up here where I'm living and for what I do, um, uh, my wife and I talk about, well, what kind of generator do we want to do? And and she said, I don't want to know that it's working or not working. It just does its own thing. So we had to get one of these systems that senses the power outages, isolates Mm -hmm. the house from the utility and supplies Mm -hmm. power. And the first, and it actually worked. The first time the power was out, she was watching some YouTube video and didn't even notice Great. You didn't even so it worked very That's well. That's pretty fast. But the yeah, it only takes twenty seconds, and then we have uh, it battery backups on the computers and on the routers, and right, and you just smaller backups right. to bridge that right. that gap. Right. But it's expensive, right? I got all these other sure. systems and boxes and stuff. Now, sure. Twenty years ago, if I'm on my laptop and we have a power outage, mm-hmm. you know, it'll ask me a good number of hours. And, and if worse right. comes to worse, I drive right. down to Starbucks and plug it in. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
But today, right. people are have all kinds of things that go into it. Now, the firewood kind of ties into this because when it's cold and you don't right. have electricity to, to do electric heat or if you right. have a central furnace like we do, um, the fan won't go if there's no electricity. So the right. fireplace was our backup for right. heat and for cooking for right. many years until we got the right. so frequent. Right, and if you have gas heating in the house, it doesn't matter because you still need to blow it around. Elect right, you still you still got to have a fan. Yeah. So yeah, so and it won't keep running unless you're standing down there, you know, with a big, you know, piece of cardboard flapping on it. (laughs) Yeah, but you can't you can't go to the uh, oven, and if you're careful, you know, I mean, uh, stove and light. Well, I have a gas stove. We could we could light the gas burners, but yeah, you got to pay attention. Don't worry about uh, asphyxiation and gas, you know. Anyway, yeah, yes, but, I, and so, so where, where is, where would we consider it important to have a redundant system like you do, backup, where you actually have frequent, relatively frequent, power outages, whereas someplace like here, where I have a power outage once every eighteen months, maybe, yeah, if we've even had that, well, that, that becomes that cost-benefit trade-off. Are you going to spend a thousand dollars and have the, you know, have a way to isolate the house and all that other stuff to right. do that? Um, but it's the same, and it's the same set of considerations in a product design. So if I'm designing a uh, communication switching system for telephones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how that's going to work anymore because landlines, they were regulated that they had to always work. You know, it was just yeah. near impossible for them. Right. And they had redundancy on top of redundancy. And I'm thinking of the streaming services. You know, mm-hmm. they got tons of redundancy on their systems. And and the, those big data centers, like for a bank or for a, like Amazon's store. Right. Right. You know, they got redundant power supply right. sources coming into right. the same building, you know, kind of thing. Right, cuz a few minutes of 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 not having access to their site is million could be millions of dollars a minute or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. Amazon for sure. So yeah. they they and they Amazon p- provides a uh, storage and uh, you know uh, cloud services. And oh, they a, provide. There's apps and websites there, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, right. That they do streaming from, and they rent out to or lease to other companies to store their information. Well, that's where these podcasters start. I I don't have enough yeah. room on my website where right. that's hosted to do it. So all right. the episodes are on an Amazon right. server and it's served from there to wherever you're listening to. So right. a little bit of behind the scenes here for you. <laughs> I guarantee every hospital in America has a backup generator system because of the criticality it means, uh, you know, in the middle of a surgery or, mm-hmm. you know, an oxygen machine. I mean, I dealt with that personally in my life when my father was on a uh, oxygen concentrator. Mm-hmm. He was in very bad condition at home in bed. And Dallas had a once-in-a-hundred-year ice storm that knocked out power for two days. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I was able – now, they would never – nobody in Dallas would buy a generator based on that event, right. okay? Because right. it, it just was so incredibly rare. But for my father, it was life-threatening. And so, fortunately, I was able to stop at a town on my drive from Austin to Dallas and get by the last generator because, yep. you know, it's so rare in Dallas, in Texas – Yep, and they were all gone them. immediately. Yeah, yeah, they were all gone because everybody was having the same. May have had elderly parents that were. Or they uh, just wanted on. to stay warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My mother had my father in front of the gas 
fireplace um, trying to stay warm. And fortunately, we were able to plug it in and uh, or, you know, I got we were able to power uh, heater wasn't I think it's about twenty four hundred watts in his bedroom and, you know, kept him warm in this oxygen concentrator, which draws air from the uh, outside and concentrates the oxygen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kept survived for two days until Dallas Power was able to be restored. So the criticality, like if I'm designing a heart-lung machine, and the FDA probably has all kinds of regulations about that. Uh, well, it's interesting. Yeah, medical's weird. So I, and I have some experience with that. But I think the idea is, is that the criticality is a factor, Right. Right. Um, like on the uh, space shuttle, I remember reading someplace they had five navigational computers right. with different right. systems, different versions right. of software, all kinds of different things. Right. And, and they, you know, because it's kind of important to hit the atmosphere at the right place at the right angle and right speed. Right. <laughs> so. And if one of those computers disagreed with the other five, they would turn that one off. But, you know, if three, it starts to get real shaky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and, there, and there's safety critical things. There's, you know, critical functionality. Right. Um, you know, here at my house, I mean, we've lived without a generator or backup power for years and years and years, but it just, be, it, but then it was be, the cost benefit trade-off changed when right. Conditions it was, it's power is out way more often. It used to be just the winter storm, you know, once mm-hmm. or twice a year, we'd be mm-hmm. lose power for a while. Uh, but now in the summer, because of the f- fire protection sensitivity of the lines, it's out longer and more often and they're getting better at it. Last summer wasn't as bad. It used to be for squirrel looked at a power line, it would go off. It was, <laughs> it was so sensitive, yeah. but anyway, so, but if you're designing a product, I mean, redundancy is not free. You don't get, you know, availability of your system or no. that it just works. You, you, you can do complete redundancy, give them two systems and make them in active standby, which is, really complicated to do and expensive right it adds and it adds elements of uh, a potential unreliability and switching and all the other things you have to do and um so you know that's that's another issue that you're not going to get still not going to get a hundred percent you get better but uh you also make the system more complex yep i think what you just mentioned yeah and that adds another element of potential unreliability. So, uh, yeah, there are all kinds of trade-offs, but any kind of life-dependent system. I mean, we had an outage of the Internet, and that's, you know, not life-dependent, but really annoying because we receive everything through our DSL Internet. Yeah. We don't get anything over the air except our cell phone, you know. But mm-hmm. even that, the cell phones in the house are tied to the Wi-Fi, and there is uh a wi-fi assist if the call is poor i don't know how verizon does it but they use part of the wi-fi to assist in the cell call yeah i think anyway so yeah it's you know in an airline or an airplane uh they definitely have a backup uh probably backup power auxiliary power systems in the plane critical for its operation plus battery backup now that they're using lithium, lithium ion. And sort it out or not catch them on fire. <laughs> well, we yeah. talking about that. Now, now they contain those. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't know how it happened, but the, at least if it does, the box is not going to release smoke to the uh, in-cabin or 
out the plane. Yeah. And, and but the, the, the idea of, of adding, let's say you have a, a system and the customer's right. primary need is I need it to work. Right. Right. So let's say it's a laptop. Well, right. you know, I'm not putting two motherboards in there. You know, <laughs> I, it's, it's right. But you might put, you know, alternate ways to power it. And when you think about a laptop, I can use a battery or I could use, I can plug it in. That's redundancy. Right. You can. And we took out batteries all the time and ran them without a battery in them yep. to test them. Yeah. But the idea is, is that it, it's a cost benefit trade off. There's an impact right. to reliability. There's theoretically improvements, but if you add another switching box or some other finagle thing on it and sensors right. on it, there's more points of failure. And exactly. you can run down the rabbit hole of, you know, it can get pretty complex pretty quick to get really, really high availability. Um, right. And expensive too. And very expensive. But there are places and times when it's the right thing to do. And as, as more and more, I mean, you, the, the electric utilities, um, you know, we both have experiences with it when, you know, it should just work. It, and it typically right. just works. But right. when it goes out, it's not only inconvenient, it can be life-threatening in, in various circumstances. So it's as conditions change or as frequency occurs, as the, I mean, so many factors influence the decision of when do you put in uh, redundancy. And right. the hard part is, is that if you don't consider that early in the design and architecture of your product, Right, it's, it is like any change out of a design. If you're trying to improve reliability or add one more feature, um, and then usually you've heard it, right? Is the right. marketing guy comes in and has this fancy presentation and all this data from customers and expect you know blah mm -hmm. blah 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 all these focus groups. Well, if it right. if it did this, they would really love it. And it's just a minor change. I don't think mm -hmm. marketing folks understand the difference between a minor change and a complete overall. Right. Uh, but redundancy <laughs> is one that you really need to think that through at the concept phase. It's really hard to add after the fact. It is. And it, and it's uh, not going to be as reliable if you add it after the fact, because you, you know, don't have the original team. You didn't intend the design to yeah. have that. And um, that, that probably, uh, instigates a new uh, a new redesign of the whole thing, I would say. But um, yeah, it's you know for for um, uh, some systems like you know cell phone systems that we all depend on. Mm -hmm. You know, and you talked about how uh, the F FCC made sure that our when we had um, plain old dial tone, you plain, have a dial plain tone. old what used to be called plain old telephone service yeah. pots. Yeah, uh, that it was uh, independent. It was powered independently of the of the uh, electrical system, uh, and uh, that was you know the need for emergency communications. I mean that yeah. is absolutely and what happened in nine eleven. I think uh, also illustrated that when their radios, uh, you know the the, the uh, I think their um, two way communication system failed mm -hmm. a lot of time and so that really led to loss of lives and some other things that well there's also could. different departments that didn't have you know that have the ability to talk to each other anyway, right unless they're on their cell phone exactly <laughs> you know? right that's what the common call you know and people do use a cell phone when they can't reach uh, anything else so because we we have made that system pretty pretty reliable i've 
I've occasionally going been out of range of a self station. Well, when you have a, a three or four day power outage, the cell towers yeah. have batteries or some have generators, but yeah. they run out too. And so have you lost? Have you lost? Oh yeah, we lose we lose cell towers up here when the power's out. On it only takes a day or two, and then you lose the the towers go out. But you have a hardwired telephone system, right, in your house? We do, and it works. If we if we don't hook up our, we have a, a, a fancy headset that does you know recording and it's all digital yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we don't have power. That doesn't work, so we have to plug in the old you know handset handset that Diane oh kept, yeah kept right. the old handset made it work right. Yeah, we had the little radio ones that you plug into the 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 wall line. And the station would broadcast right. So yeah. those don't work. Those don't work when you don't have power. So, yeah, you had to get the old rotary tile. Or, you know, well, we old... didn't have rotary. We had push button. But it okay. Was, it, it, the modern stuff. Yeah, the, mod I, the modern. I yeah, don't like, even think you could hook a rotary up unless it has a uh, translator to get the right. tones on. Right. I don't think they could do the pulses. That, yeah. uh, but anyway, it, it's, you know, it's. Redundancy is all around us, and there's all kinds of reasons we use it and don't use it. In in product design, though, it's you got to do it by design, <laughs> right up front. And in right. some places and organizations get that. You know, that's part and parcel to what they do is in offering a product. The hard part I find is that um, systems that we that your customer base becomes more dependent on. You know, right. cloud storage at the start was not a big deal. It was, no. you know, kind of, well, that's cool. What do I do with that? Right. Now it's it's the backbone of for many financial systems and transaction systems and website systems and all kinds of integrated all through your, your business. And so right. having redundancy and backups and those makes sense. Um, I learned early on in uh, messing around with computers that if you put your, I had a hundred uh, contacts in my contact list and mm -hmm. that floppy drive, this is way back, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, failed. We date ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It, and it failed. And I, uh -huh. but I, I, my backup at that point, because I was cautious, conscious of that. I right. needed a backup. Right. And right. one of them was a very tedious process of backing up my back, my disc to another disc. Right. So you'd write, read it in and it'd write off to another disc. Uh -huh. And then finding them and label them and all that stuff. And so, of course, I didn't have one of those that was current. Right. And um, my backup was a printout. And so oh, I typed man. all the contact info back in and probably got half of it wrong. Yeah. And yeah. so the other day I was, I was talking to somebody about backups and I said, you know, for my contact list, I have, I mean, a local computer backup. Yeah. Right. Uh, under my desk is a separate hard drive and it works it's a, on a Mac. So it's a time machine backup and it just automatically yeah. backs it up and that works great. Right. But then I said, you know, if I lose, if I have to, if I'm not home and a tree falls through the house or something else happens yeah. and I lose both of those, then I don't. So I started doing a, a cloud backup <laughs> service. Right? And then I, I realized that back. if I put the file that, that backup or the, where that yeah. contact list, the file yeah. that it actually is, is I put that in like a Dropbox or a Google Drive or something like uh -huh. that. Then it's a segment. It's also then backed up. You know, if I lose right. it locally, it's still on the cloud as an active right. file. And I think right. I counted like 15 different places that my contact list is. 
Right. And that's what I do with my pictures. I put it on my laptop. I put it on my desktop. I put it on a little portable backup hard drive. And, you know, because I can't imagine, you know, I, I don't have any way of reproducing those uh, going back in time. Yeah. And well, all we could work fans. on that. And then redundancy wouldn't backups would be useless, you know, not. Yeah. They don't have to worry about it. You can go back, take that picture and maybe use a better camera. But now, you know, I used to, since I worked for Dell and I knew that, you know, in the past, um, hard drives could fail and they still do today, yeah. but they do at a very, very low rate. And if you look at, it's like a Backblaze and others that the, that well, they are using out the reports. Yeah. Yeah. They are they using them constantly pounding on them. They still are very, very reliable. Yeah. And so, uh, it's mostly the things that, yeah, but I still back up, you know, knowing that also the computer may be, they may go to a new format, you know, like they did with SAS and yep. with the hard drive interfaces, IDE. I think there was all kinds of interfaces. So it's like um, one of my. Well, you're um, not backing up to VCR tape, are you? Well, that's the thing. You know, now <laughs> I I wanted, I got all these little tiny eight millimeter um, camcorder tapes, you know, and I put them in my, uh, the camcorder itself, and it's supposed to have a digital output. But there's no longer any software to interface with my PC. It's yep. so outdated. Yep. Oh, I finally took, I had a, a VCR tape of an, uh, yeah. one of my aunts interviewed my grandparents and, right. and I thought, you know, this tape's not going to last forever. So I sent it off right. to a service that had all the equipment and set up. And right. it wasn't, it wasn't very expensive at all. It took them a couple of days right? and they digitized it. They, they had right. all the tape, you know, ways of connect, uh, all right. the connections and stuff, but and that's becoming more common that we turn it from a mechanical media, you know, physical media thing, mm -hmm. which was DVDs, VHS tapes. Oh, A-Tracks. Uh, Don't forget A-Tracks. <laughs> and all that, all that history. And now we're almost exclusively have it as digital files that can be exchanged, shipped, stored. Whatever. We don't even use, you know, I think and I look at those red boxes and I go, how can I bet on the decline of red box? You know, because I don't see people coming to those things anymore and renting their DVDs. Yep. In fact, I haven't played a DVD in probably a couple of years. I don't know. Well, I, when we lost the internet and we had, and I had the, the power and internet. Um, yeah. Okay. And then I had, a, we have a small <laughs> box of Diane's favorite movies and, yeah. and a full collection yeah. of, of uh, I think it was, is it Star Wars series or? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something like that. I got, or, you Star know. Trek. You never know. One yeah, of those. So I got, you know, you got your favorite ones that you bought back when that was the option to get them. And yeah. um, so the power's out, but we have the whole house generator running so I can power the TV and, and, um, and the VCR yeah. and, and the, <laughs> we're not the VCR, the uh, DVD player and had some entertainment that night. Yeah. Well, I just wait till, <laughs> until the internet comes back. Cause I, I don't, I don't, there's only a couple movies I can rewatch more than once, but yeah. anyway, it's, uh, so I guess, you know, obviously redundancy is dependent on the outcome of the resulting failure. Uh, the, uh, you know, even though we had, uh, batteries blow up in the, uh, some laptops, uh, nobody thought of putting in a second battery. 
That's right. It's, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. If if the the initial failure kind of destroys the whole system, or it's more like yeah, right. it's not really useful to put a second one in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If your power supply burns, you ought to put the power supplies far apart from each other because if one catches, you know, in any kind of you know powered system, you'd worry yeah. about uh, a, a failure causing a destruction or inciting you know further ladder of destruction that it wouldn't matter you know the power supply fails in a certain way you even though you have a redundant power supply it power blows supply up failed. your it blows up blows all up. the re regulators inside your system yeah <laughs> yeah there's so plenty to consider there there's anyway I, I, and this conversation was just sparked because i noticed all these generators around this neighborhood and like yeah that's a backup. That's a backup generator. That's a backup generator. And those can fail. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they run out so of how gas, many people, How many people your neighbors have a backup to their backup generator? Well, the guy I visited yesterday had two generators there. Okay. He did. He had two sitting there. Um, yeah. And I, know I would have a big one and a little one. Yeah. And I and there was a um, one of my neighbors here in my neighborhood. They've got a, uh, a big gas generator, you know, generator. It runs their house and actually runs a couple of their neighbors. They've run wires out to cover everybody else's refrigerators <laughs> and great. turn on a light bulb. But they also were talking about um, using the car battery. And I guess more and more car batteries and truck batteries are now able to be a source for power in your house or power in your tools or, you know, if you're at a job site or stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, well, that's clever. I, I don't know how the wiring of that would work, but yeah, I guess there people are working on that. Um, yeah. Cause it, uh, lead acid battery is still a very, uh, high concentrated power source. It's, it's of course not good because of its weight. <laughs> well, <laughs> awfully heavy. well, it makes me think if, you know, what is the, the, the car, you know, the, it used to be if you ran out of gas, somebody could get you or fetch you a gallon of gas and you could move, you know, right. get off to the yeah. road and get to the gas station. Right. What if an electric car is on the side of the road and <laughs> runs out of power? I mean, does somebody have to drive up with a great big generator or battery or something? Right. Exactly. They, they, well, I don't know. You, you Do you own a Tesla or any of the VEV? No, no. I'm, I'm thinking... For a backup for that, you could put a gas generator like these whole house generators, strap it on the back of the car in the trunk and exactly. keep it powered so you can keep running. How many people with an electric car put their put a uh, gas-powered generator in the trunk just hey, in case? that's a generator. That's an idea. That's yeah. an idea, we right. Could, yeah, and we I, well, for a, for a long-range trip, you know, you, you get to a town that doesn't necessarily have EV chart chargers in it or something like that even though they're trying to build that infrastructure up and i also heard there was a maybe we'll talk about this later there is a problem with uh, reliability of those chargers yeah, yeah, I heard uh, that, yeah but anyway uh you know that's that's the kind of question you have i think the chevy volt was actually an electric car not the bolt which is now fully electric but yeah. that was gm's one that was like a hybrid it yeah. had a gasoline motor in it yeah. and so uh and the hybrids that's kind of the way they operate they've got a you only the motor only turns on when you know you're needing it sort of yeah. so um so yeah the question is uh i would think the battery i think the car manufacturers have kind of a special reserve power you know that you if you're really you know can only take you another five mi ten miles and Certainly Tesla with all its electronics, 
warns you that you only have 10 miles to go or something like that. And we have that on cars. You know, we have on gasoline cars, a little warning little warning light, yeah, which I promptly ignore. <laughs> I've been known not okay. to look at that very often. All right, yeah, just put a little black tape over it, Fred. Yeah, it'd be easier. <laughs> well, it's. I, I'm thinking of the safari, you know, the big Jeeps that would have gas cans all strapped right. all around it so yeah. they could keep fuel yeah. in and stuff. I'm thinking of a Tesla with a bunch of gas cans strapped all over it and an electric motor <laughs> in the back or a generator in the back. Or a bunch a of a boxes, boxes of lithium-ion batteries that they could plug oh, into. Oh, man, that um, would be exciting, yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. But anyway, we should probably wrap this up. We're rambling along. Oh, okay. The, so, you know, the conditions to use redundancy continues to change. I think that was my... Right. overall message and and adding right. it after the fact presents all kinds of other issues and problems and trade-offs so right. if, if your product is evolving and changing if your system is evolving and changing it's or it's need it's criticality changes which can happen um then you need to really think through this redundancy thing and it's part right. math to figure out that part of it but it's also very much design and being very good at what you're setting up and setting up as a system. So if you got questions on this or, or any other topic that we'd like talking about, uh, let us know. Or if you got a topic you're not sure if we'd like to talk about, let us know. Head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go slash SOR. A couple of ways to get in touch with us. Kirk and I and the other hosts are available through LinkedIn and our about pages on Ascendo. Um, so it's bright and sunny here, Kirk. I don't think I'm going to need a backup system for anything, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's something that we'll never really think about in and adding a generator here. So it's uh, those are the trade offs of living. You know, wherever you're living, you live in a very beautiful place, but you know, the trade off for you is that you may not have power now. That's right. It's it's rough around the edges. At times, <laughs> yeah, like we said. That's California. That's it. All right. Well. Thanks, Kirk. I know we could dive into pretty random topics, and we always have a good time talking about it. There's yeah. no problem with that. Let's do this again sometime, Fred. Yeah, no, we should do it soon. Talk to you later, <laughs> Kirk. Okay, Fred. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show. Please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.